Hey guys, this is Sadie and Faith. And this is the Heber Second Ward Valiant 10B class weekly message. Hi you guys. Welcome to Ether, the first 5 chapters. Ether, the beginning of Ether is one of my very most favorite books, the experience of the people of Jared and his brother are <clears throat> so uplifting and so uh, carry so much promise for us, and I just love reading it. The rest of Ether is really depressing because everybody dies. Spoiler alert. Um, but I love the beginning. I love especially watching the interaction of the brother of Jared with um, Jehovah or Jesus Christ. And <clears throat> I just wanted to share quickly with you um, some of my key takeaways from these chapters. In the New Testament and the Doctrine and Covenants, one of the things that Jesus himself tells us over and over again is to ask and it shall be given, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened. And these three ideas are really well illustrated in the first five books of um, the book, uh, I'm sorry, the first five chapters in the book of Ether. Um, just to give you a quick overview, this is where uh, it's a record of a people who lived a really long time ago, right after, not long after Noah. Um, everybody spoke the same language, but we learn in the book of Ether that at some point um, the people had become wicked and were seeking to approach God in ways that he was, did not approve of. Um, they were building a tower to get to heaven instead of going through the covenant process. <clears throat> and in an effort to um, stop these things, the Lord confounded or scrambled their languages. You have a man named Jared who is with his brother. Um, it's clear from the record that Jared kind of was a leader of his people, that he was... Um, you know, these are, these are times when, when uh, the government is probably largely made up of family groups or tribes. Um, and it's obvious that Jared is kind of a, a leader of his, of his group. But his brother, um, whose name we're never told in the Book of Mormon, <clears throat> but who Joseph later revealed his name to be Mahanrai Moriankamer, <laughs> Um, which is a mouthful, which is why they probably didn't write it out. Um, his brother was a spiritual leader. And so when it became clear what the Lord was going to do, um, Jared went to his brother and said, hey, go ask the Lord if he won't confound our language, that we can still um, communicate and, and uh, be able to understand one another. So that's the first, ask. And then he says, and also, so after the Lord says, okay, I won't, I won't confound your language or, or your friends so that you guys can all still communicate. Um, then Jared comes back to his brother and says, hey, good, now go ask him if we, are, if we need to leave. If, do we need to go someplace else? And if so, can he take us someplace really, really good? Can he take us someplace wonderful? Um, he says, actually, cry unto him whither we shall go, and who knoweth 
but the Lord will carry us forth unto a land which is choice above all the earth. If it so be, let us be faithful unto the Lord that we may receive it for our inheritance. And this is when the Lord says, okay, I actually have a promised land for you and I will take you there. And so the people, the families of Jared and his brother and their friends pack up all of their stuff and gather together. <coughs> um, he doesn't just tell them where to go. He tells them what to take and how to get there. Um, but this seeking for a better land led to uh, the people being led to the promised land, which we learn is the North American continent. <coughs> and they go and they get to the seashore. Um, they are... They, they tell us, he tells us what is needed to maintain the promised land, um, which is really important for us because guess where we are? But he says... Uh, this land is set apart, it's choice, and you have to serve God in order to maintain it. Otherwise, it will be given to other people who will serve God. Um, we're reminded what the covenants were that were made between God and uh, Jared and the people of Jared, that they would from th that time henceforth and forever serve God and uh, keep his commandments. Um, so they get to the seashore and the brother of Jared stops asking God or seeking um, from God. And four years pass and <coughs> it says, uh, came to pass at the end of four years, this is in Ether chapter 2 verse 14, that the Lord came into the brother of Jared and stood in a cloud and talked with him. And for the space of three hours did the Lord talk with the brother of Jared and chasten him. Chasten means to reprimand or to um, scold him because he remembered not to call upon the name of the Lord. The Lord wants us to seek and to ask. And that doesn't mean we're going to get every single thing we ever ask for, but he wants us to be in communication with him. So Jared, the brother of Jared apologizes and asks what he would have him do. And the Lord says, this, this isn't the promised land. I, I still have a place... I still need you to, to continue on. <clears throat> and then he tells him to build these ships. He's going to take him across these great waters um, to the promised land. And the process of building these ships was, it sounds like, nothing that they'd ever done before. The ships were unlike ships that they had dealt with before. Um, they were built differently. <clears throat> they were completely enclosed. And the brother of Jared and the people of Jared were confused concerned about how they were going to get air and light. <clears throat> when it came to the air, the Lord told him exactly what to do. Here's how you're going to fix this. And he tells him, you know, you put a hole in the top and a hole in the bottom. And depending on which way the boat is <laughs> up or down, um, you're going to take the, take the, open the hole and you can get air that way and then close it when it's stormy or when you're flipping around. But for the light, um, instead of telling him what to do, when the brother of Jared comes to him and says, okay, great, we've got air solved. What do we do for light? We can't go in darkness. Instead of telling him exactly what to do, the Lord says, what do you, what do you want me to do? How do you want to solve this? <clears throat> and I think that's so interesting that sometimes the Lord will guide us and have very specific ways for us to solve our problems and things that he wants us to do. 
And sometimes he just wants us to come up with it, to use our own brains and creativity and imagination and um, to problem solve. And so the brother of Jared comes up with this idea to make little glass, almost marbles or stones um, out of the rock. He melted them out of the rock. You know, glass is made from melted sand. I'm not really sure how this process worked, but uh, he says he molten them, these stones out of rock. They were clear. And he took them up on the mountain. And this is the part where he knocked. And he went up and, and prayed and <clears throat> said to the Lord, here, this is what I've come up with. I have these stones. I'd like you to touch them. And um, then they'll bring forth light. And in this process, because of his faith, he sees the finger of God and eventually the entirety of um, Jesus is revealed to him and he sees that he will have a body of flesh and bone. Um, <clears throat> and he's able to talk to him and, and see him face to face. It talks about the transition from faith to knowledge, which is really beautiful. And, um, and, and talks about how these lights will take them across the great deep. And I love that. And when I think about the vessels of light that we have today that help us to make it through the darkness, um, we were talking about this in our Come Follow Me today, I think of prophets and I think of prayer and I think of scriptures and family members who are keeping their covenants and keeping the commandments. So I really love that, the ideas of ask, asking, seeking, and knocking that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ want us to communicate with them and love us and have things that they would have us do um, and have gifts that they would give us that we have to seek. Uh, my pregnancy right now is a great example of that. <clears throat> I, for a long time, wasn't sure what the Lord wanted for us or our family, I had kind of reconciled or come to terms with the fact that we probably wouldn't have any kids, and then Matt came. And then I went through a period of 10 years where I came to the conclusion that we weren't meant to have any more than that. And I wasn't sure that Heavenly Father wanted us to have any more, that maybe he had other things in store for us and for me and my family. But about two years ago, <coughs> John and I started to feel like um, we had another child coming, and, and I asked Heavenly Father, should we be praying for another child? Should we be? Is this something that we we should seek? <clears throat> and both John and I felt like that was uh, a good thing to ask for and to seek for, and that Heavenly Father did have blessings in store for us. So we started praying earnestly about a year and a half ago, or two years ago, um, that if it was the will of Heavenly Father that we would be able to have another child, even when I had two or three doctors tell me it wasn't going to happen. And so when I found out I was pregnant in June, we were very excited and not as surprised as our doctors were. Um, the other thing I love is the description of the people of Jared going across the great waters. <coughs> and I love this because um, it talks about, uh, well, let me actually, let's see. It talks about how he takes them across the great deep and um, these stones lit the way, and that they were, um, it says, for the winds have gone forth, this is verse 24 of chapter 2, the winds have gone forth out of my mouth, and also the rains and the floods have I sent forth. Behold, I prepare you against these things, <clears throat> for you cannot cross the great deep, save I prepare you against the waves of the sea, and the winds which have gone forth, and the floods which shall come. 
Therefore, uh, what will you that I should prepare for you that you may have light when you're swallowed up? So this idea that these storms are coming and Heavenly Father would give us things to help us to not have to go in darkness. Um, I love that a lot. Um, let's see. I think that was, that's the end of it. That's, that's the, for, for chapters one through five, those were my main points that I wanted to talk about. Um, the father has blessings in store for us that we have to ask and seek and knock. And then we have to reconcile ourselves to his will for us, just like Jesus did in the garden. Um, thy will be done. And that if we will do that, it's how we will find joy and happiness in our life, regardless of our circumstances. And that if we will do that, we'll have light in our vessels, even when it's dark and stormy outside. Um, and that's what I wanted to share with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a great week, you guys. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's message. Don't forget that you can leave us an audio message if you want to share something that you found cool or some comment that you had or anything like that, and we can put it in next week's episode. So thanks again for listening, and we hope that you're enjoying these.